0: Welcome back. We are back together again, uh, lunch hour with Renault. Uh, We're keeping it distant today. Um, Yes, indeed. But uh, we're excited to to be together and to have a conversation today. Um, It's going to be good. I
1: think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, You know, uh, Joel and I were chatting a little bit before we gathered up here just about kind of where things are at and where we're at as as a people, um, as a nation, as a globe, but, but more specifically as a people, as individuals and families right now. And, and, you know, what is it that we jump into today that would be most helpful? And, and I think, you know, one of the, the thought processes that I often have as we enter into this space uh, Facebook Live and the Lunch Hour with Renault, is the question, what am I finding that I'm fielding the most in terms of phone calls, connections, uh, where people are at? Um, and, uh, and, and that sort of helps me go, that's probably a sampling of where lots of people are at. And so today I, w- I was asking that question, like in this journey that we're all on together in this weird new normal, that is COVID-19 and stay at home orders and more isolation than ever. And all of that kind of stuff, where are we at in that journey? What are some of the things we should really be sort of taking into consideration now in terms of our own personal and, and, and family, roommate, kind of the people you live with, uh, emotional, spiritual journey now. What, what should we be expecting? What should we be intentional about and engaging in? And so, so the part of the reason why I feel like today would be a great opportunity for us to dialogue together, and that we'd love to hear from you guys as well, Uh, about some of this intentionality and some of this, what should we recognize about where we're at is because I kind of find myself, um, in the last couple of days, there's been a shift that I've noticed very, very profoundly, um, in a lot of people I'm chatting with. And the shift really started in my home. Um, you know, my, my wife, um, she is more typically introverted than extroverted. She presents as an extrovert, but internally her functionality is introvert. So some isolation and quiet and peace is hers. Now, it's interesting because I said this. Isolation is something Brooke really needs, but not the kind of isolation we have where you're isolated with nine other humans in a house. Right. That's not actually that introvert isolation. Right. That's, the, that's the, uh-oh, I'm stuck in a prison with nine other people, <laughs> not isolated isolation. <laughs> so, so, um, so for her, it's been really interesting because people have been asking me, how's it going at your house? And I've been saying, you know, it's been going better than, than I expected it to go in, in a scenario like this. All of our kids are home, so that's te- 10 of us total in the house and three of my kids were at college or out of the home. And so they're also home kind of going, we, we sort of had our own independence and, and now we still do, but we don't because we're part of this unit again. Right. And, and everything we do, if we take food out of the pantry, it affects dinner. So like, but, but I had this cafeteria I could go to anytime and take food. And so then there's the frustration of like, you can't in our home just do whatever you want, but yet you, so all that's going on, right? And it's been going much better than I thought. And then yesterday came. And yesterday was interesting because I noticed starting in the morning, like my wife was just a lot more like, like she'd walk around and you know, you, you, know, you feel it when like your spouse, if you're married, like there's a tension about them and you're like, what's the matter? Right. And, and the statement was sort of like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like I I don't know. Like I'm just I'm just kind of over this. I'm I'm over this house not being in order. I'm I'm over the noise and the and the people. are, I'm just I'm you know I just I just need to vent. I have a I'm having a bad morning, and so I kind of equated it at first to just kind of like hit a little little bump in the road. but then it kind of persisted throughout the day a little bit. I could just tell with Brooke, it's just all a little bit too much right now. And then I was chatting with another friend of mine. And he's like, you know, all was going well until about this morning. And it just seems like between last night and this morning, like, there's just this, like, it's all feeling like a bit much. And then I was talking to another person yesterday afternoon, and uh, he was saying he was feeling like just it's all too much. And then this morning, I met with a friend of mine, and she was saying we were doing some writing work that we had to do, and she was saying, like, it's just... It's all feeling, and then literally 10 minutes before Facebook Live is supposed to start, one of my dear friends saw the phone ring, and I answer, and my dear friend's like, uh, it's all feeling like too much. What's wrong with me, you know? And I, and I said to her, like, this is what's kind of happening right now. I, I think it's the next stage in the journey of our new normal. And, and here's, here's the thought I had yesterday that I shared with several people yesterday and then I shared today with her and with my other friend and shared with him, is that I think that we all came into this thing thinking in our heads weeks, like two weeks. So when you're thinking about a two-week, it's like a vacation, right? You don't adjust your life to a two-week vacation. You pack you go, you come home, you unpack, and you bottle vacation up to vacation. You eat differently on vacation. You think differently on vacation. You relax differently on vacation. If vacation was three months, then you're adjusting very differently. Right. And I think what we've all done is we've mentally not seen this as a new normal. Because we all know it's not a new normal. It's not a new normal. This is not like our normal life, PSA, this Ongoing. One, this won't right? last forever. It's yeah. not going to last forever. But we, the 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 gap between two weeks and forever, is the gap we didn't, I think, emotionally and spiritually prepare for fully. How could we have? This is a round one for us,
0: especially because that gap is it's completely and in, it's indefinite. It, like it has no between two weeks and forever. How do not, I? Do I pack a suitcase? Do I pack a uh, a dresser? Do I pack a travel trailer? That's right. I have no idea. What am I packing? So in the same way, in my daily life,
1: do I adjust my life to a two-week reality, a five-week reality, a three-month reality? And what am I adjusting to? And what does isolation mean? And how do we... So we've talked over the last couple of weeks about, you know, things like... The relational dynamics that we've had to work through or fear, all that. And I think those are the conversations you have in the first two weeks right. where it's this is we a two-week thing. Fear, we talked about words, Yep. right? We talked about love, love and the relational and dynamic and all and of life. those things, yep. right? Now, we're almost like it's been, if you include spring break, which all of us had vacations and things, and then we kind of postponed them because, again, we thought, give it a week or two, a week. Then you got the announcement April 30th. Right. Then you got the announcement... You know, you heard uh, Donald Trump saying, you know, we think we'll really get a handle on this July, August, September. Not that we're doing stay at home, but he's like, this is here to stay for a while. Then the Surgeon General gets up two days ago and goes, I think this is going to be some of the saddest time. And because we're going to see the like a Pearl Harbor or this and and we're all like, how long does this go for? Yeah. So what's happening now is that three to four week thing that hasn't been two, but been three to four. It's catching up with us. Mm-hmm. It's catching up with all of us. Because we haven't, we haven't engaged necessarily in mass. Some of you may have. Some of you are like, I did. <laughs> Woo! But m- most of us haven't engaged in adjusting to a new normal because we didn't think this was a new normal. Right, right. And we still aren't adjusting because it's not an ongoing new normal. But I think it's time for us to have a good discussion about while it's around, it might be a week, it might be a month and it's been a month, while it's around, what are some things we can do that will be intentional adjustments that will make this new normal feel more like a gift of time rather than a surviving of indefinite unknown? Uh, yeah,
0: it's, it's a get, you know, if we can adjust to a new normal in a new way and allow the Spirit of God to work within us and, uh, you know, really reshape our minds around what this is gonna be, this could be a gift of time rather than a prison sentence. And I think a lot of us are kind of starting to feel like, oh shoot, you know, this, I I was reading an article about a a couple that went on their honeymoon to the Maldives and uh, they're just getting ready to head back from their honeymoon. It's this beautiful paradise sort of place and they end up getting stuck, which sounds like, oh, you poor things, you got stuck on this tropical location. But think about living in a tropical location where... Uh, the people are not allowed to work. So the, there's no really no staff to speak of at the resort. So they're not being waited on hand and feet. They really can't get food very easily. Uh, they're away from family. They're away from work. They're away from everything that is normal. And they got stuck. The extended honeymoon turns into the nightmare prison. Right. right. Yeah. So, so it goes from like, you know, wow, look at this. And, and if you're anything like me... And this is kind of weird, but I like a good, like um, like a, maybe a, a hurricane to come through. That d- It's not too bad, but everything has to shut down. So like no one's dying, yeah. but we still have to like stop what we're doing. Yeah. Like I like that yep. interruption of normal life. Yep. Um, but then if that extends for too long, now it becomes a little bit more of a, uh, a, yes. a problem. But if we can reorient our perspective, and this is kind of what you're talking about. If we reorient our perspective, that this is actually an opportunity for a gift. I've just been noticing in my own life, like the rhythm has really shifted. And now it's starting to kind of settle in. And so how do you start to uh, utilize that? And for those of you who are listening in, I would love to to hear from you guys how you're feeling about all of this as well. So feel free to pop into the comments Because Because we also, this
1: is the other odd thing is, we are speaking in general terms, which right now we can because a large portion of us have had a giant shift in our schedule. But but remembering that all of us are experiencing this very differently depending on what that shift was. It's so interesting to me. Some people, I, I was having this conversation with someone this week that was so fascinating because their particular job uh, before the coronavirus, they had a job that was essential. In other words, uh, they were sort of in that position in their ministry space, uh, company space, where clearly the job they do is very important. And then there were some people that felt like the jobs they do on a t- typical basis are, are neat, but not essential. So for example, in our context, of ministry, some of our graphics teams, tech teams, they were like, we're the background, the supplement the you know, we're are we essential? The scenes I don't know if we're essential. Then this whole thing happened. And in some ways, things have totally reversed. And so now people that have always felt essential feel very unessential. People that have often felt unessential feel very essential. So now we're all grappling with thinking too much of ourselves or thinking too little of ourselves or not thinking rightly of ourselves. So all that's going on. Then you've got people that are busier than ever mm-hmm. and people that have less to do than ever. You've got families that have totally isolated and families that are isolating kind of sort of. So there's a gamut out there of what your experience is. What we're kind of saying here is, for many of us, perhaps most, the much busier than ever is not our category. Now some of you, the much busier than ever is your category and you're adjusting to that. So this discussion of the gift of time, you're going, not for me, it's the robber of time. Right. And, and that's OK. Then then that's the normal that I would say in this discussion. You have to start going. This isn't like an anytime soon come to an end normal, like a week. It might be a month or two. Mm-hmm. So how am I intentionally investing in being available to those people I love and not overworking or being a workaholic? How am I taking breaks how am I sabbathing well? Like you're having to do things perhaps that you haven't had to do in a while. That you're having to say, as busy as I am, I've got to be intentional. You have to fight. Have to fight i got to fight for some things I didn't have to fight for before. Right. But it is making that decision to be intentional. In the same way, if you are in the category of I've got more time than ever. The unintentional version of that is find that TV series that has seven seasons that you haven't watched. Start season one. And by the time you're staying up till 4 a.m. binge watching. I, look, there's nothing wrong with some entertainment. Sports has been taken from us, so we're filling it with that. And I would say some of my friends have said, "I haven't played video games in forever, and I'm kind of enjoying some video games again." Like the nice thing about entertainment is it's entertaining yeah. and it's relieving and it's sure. settling. So in moderation, it can be a good. Watch thing, a few yeah. good movies. Yeah, sure. Pick a TV series, whatever. But if we're not careful, we will fill all of our time with two things: entertainment or to-do lists. Yeah, Those are the two, like I know a lot of my friends, I'm included in that. Now's the time to build that chicken coop, right, right? Joel, um, <laughs> to finish that bathroom that you started yeah. to, and that's good. Yeah. Or now's the time to catch up on the TV series and movie list. That's, that's fine. But if we just do that, like an extended vacation,
0: Yeah.
1: we are going to find ourselves, where a number of my friends are finding themselves, like it's all becoming too much, too crazy. So what are we investing into our lives spiritually? What are we investing into our marital lives if we're married? What are we investing into our parenting journey? How are we discipling one another? You know, there's this beautiful uh, verse. I'm going to read it to you because kind of, I've kind of got it memorized, but not enough to make it say what it's supposed to say. Um, in the book of Colossians, in chapter 3, listen to what it says here. Uh, this is so cool. And we talked a little bit about this, verse 15 of Colossians chapter three. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Mm -hmm. So so here's what I want you to focus on on that verse. It says, one, let the word of Christ dwell richly in your heart and the peace of Christ with it. And two, then out of that, teach and admonish, encourage um, one another through that singing praise of God to one another. In other words, stirring each other up and spurring each other on toward love and good deeds. So how could we take the next couple of weeks and say, while I'm starting to feel unraveled, what can I put into play in the intentionality of my day? What tools can I gather up that can say, spiritually, I'm going to invest in myself. Spiritually, I'm going to invest in those in my household. And we are going to spiritually invest in the journey together, whether it be in an individual context, a marriage context, a parenting, parent-child context, a family context, whatever. What could we do that says the gift of time affords us some things we haven't been able to do in the past? What are some of those things? So that's what we've been thinking a lot about at, at, at my house. And, um, and it's been a really, really interesting journey. So I will say this one last thing. And, and, and then again, um, if you guys have thoughts or comments on those things that have been very helpful, I'd love to hear from you. We're going to share some tools that have been very helpful to us. But the other thing that came up in all of this is, and we have to be very careful, especially for those of you out there that are sort of in that very structured kind of personality space, right? Um, that uh, we, we establish a new expectation. Oh, fe- lunch hour with Renault. Renault said we have to be intentional about our spiritual lives. We're going to start devotions and stuff. So at my house, uh, I live with my wife who um, makes life work efficiently, effectively, and productively by structures. So the second this thing came on, I'm, I'm telling you, man, like day one, end of spring break, it's Sunday, Monday, school starting, but not starting. And Brooke and I, what are the discussions we're having? Brooke's like, we need to schedule. Kids need to be up at such and such a time, breakfast between this and this. Then school starts here. School hours are this to this. Then they can have breaks here, here, here. <sniffs> day is scheduled. I, I, I'm a seven on the Enneagram and I'm like, ah. yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, Oh my god. But we we work it out. Well here's what Brooke said. 9 a.m. to 9 30, devotional time. I mean, what opportunities do we have we ever had to like have the kids together? I even had the thought, because I'm a seven, so I have optimistic and crazy thoughts. I was like, maybe I could Facebook Live some of our devotions and it'd be great for other families to be included. But I, I had to adjust quickly to go. What are the chances? that 10 of us gather up for devotions at 9 a.m. after trying to get them out of bed earlier than they want and breakfast in a shorter period than they desire, while they eat what we're putting out for them because we have 10 of us, so we can't just be like, enjoy! There is a sequence to that in grocery shopping. How's that devotional gonna go? Like 9 a.m., we're all mad at each other. This is so stupid. Stop complaining. Be quiet. All right, Jesus is beautiful. And so i like, this isn't going <laughs> to go so well. Well, uh, so far, we're what, three weeks into this thing? I think we've actually done devotions together as a family in the morning, maybe three times. Epic fail, right? Now, have we had some incredible discussions throughout the day and time with my... Yes, but but like you just have to kind of go into this going, what are some tools we can find, some baby steps we can take to be more intentional than we have been, that we can add into play that will help us, and let's try them and see which ones work, and then add more of them as we go. We may have a couple more weeks in this kind of rhythm, so let's use the gift of time for discipleship, for growth spiritually, and for admonishing and teaching one another. Hmm. So so
0: a few people uh, jumping in here. Uh, Tracy Griffith says, hi, Joel and Renaud. Miss you guys. Tracy, What's up, Tracy? Miss you too. Not sure if she's still with us, uh, but miss you too tracy um so we've got a crew of people here um so a couple of couple of uh thoughts so donna says i am an extrovert but i'm going crazy being an extrovert with my family and no no changes like life life is not sorry That's, that's me uh life
1: is not uh you know giving enough opportunity for interaction i'm only extroverting with six other people or three other people and i'm not sure i like them very much yeah because i've extroverted a lot with them yep so extroverts are dying introverts are dying right isn't that funny
0: (laughs) isn't that funny uh so carol says um and and this is a really good point that you made she said for those of us working in healthcare, we're still going to the office every day we're not having the opportunity to rest Um, we're on heightened alert and heightened anxiety and, and to you, Carol, and for all of those who are in that space, um, we're praying for you. We're with you. We love you. Um, we admire
1: you. We salute. And and again, you know, to all of you, like one of my very best friends, um, ER doc, um, you know, so he's dealing with come home, uh, scrub out in the garage, head into the house. And am I carrying it? Am I bringing it home? Should I be like a leper? Can't hang out. So um, to all of you guys in those spaces, uh, one, we're obviously praying for you. Two, this discussion, though, we'll have a lot of discussion here about time in the home being spiritually intentional. I would just, again, encourage you like I I just did. Your intentionality will have to look very different than what we're dialoguing about. But intentionality will also have, have to be something you pay attention to. Because the very nature of the anxiety, urgency, on-call, all that is going to leave little room for you to have those spiritually abiding spaces. And so you have to fight for those in a different way. And you kind of have to fight for those in what is perhaps even the regularity of our normal busy lives that we fight for. So I just encourage you, process that out. Where am I in the mornings or evenings in shortcuts or little ways touching base with God so that the anxiety of all of this is diminished not by the circumstantial change, but by God's present peace because he is dwelling richly in me. So. Yeah, for sure. So, um,
0: so yeah, so Cameo says, uh, yes, I have to resist feeling like it was a good day based on how much of my to-do list was done. Uh, even more so, I am seeking to abide in Christ during this time and not define it by how many big to-dos get done, and and I'm with you on that. That is um, very much a reality in my world, Um, not because I'm a to-do list person as much as my wife is a to-do list person, and I know that if we get things done, I feel like she's happy, which a lot of times is not true. A lot of times she just wants to spend time uh, together, but I am with you on that. Um, and, and just kind of resisting that urge of this gift of time being an opportunity to just accomplish practical things, which it is good to catch up on practical things. And that is a good, healthy, uh, thing to, to take care and steward
1: our lives well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's more to, but, see. but all of this, you know, it comes back to the tyranny of the urgent that we as a culture have gotten used to living in. Yeah. And so our default setting is always either brainless entertainment or urgency. Like that seems to be the two spaces we're very comfortable living in. So give me time and I will either fill it with brainless, um, entertainment. In other words, just. Something to relax or a certain level of productivity in between urgency, tasks to be done, which in a productive-oriented society is always, what am I producing? (laughs) What am I producing? And uh, brainless entertainment. In between those two spaces is this bucket of stuff that's very important, very helpful, very good for us that we typically... Uh, don't do. So exercise is often in that. Yeah. We've shortcutted our exercises to f- seven minutes on the treadmill instead of nice walks outside. Now, some of that I've seen suddenly, especially in places like Florida, increase a lot. Oh, people are time, yeah. outside more and physical more and people are feeling better because of that. So, so that's the space we typically neglect. But that one will typically come just because you're bored. So you're like, what do we, what do, we do? Let's go outside. Let's there's, walk. Yeah. But then there's other so spaces like, that's right, like... like um Uh, being discipled or discipling, in other words, spiritual input uh, or spiritually putting out for others, those are spaces that yes, we know they're important, but they're not going to show up in our day without intentionality because they don't feel urgent and immediately productive, or they don't feel relaxing or brainless. So because those are the two spaces we typically lean into, what does the space look like? That can become more of a space of intentional engagement in the things that aren't urgent or, or relaxing brainless. It's been really cool to see um, some of you guys
0: sharing the ways that you're using this time um, intentionally. And uh, it's encouraging. And and I want, I want to read a few of yeah. these. And then after that, I think it would be really helpful for us to share just a little bit of uh, some of the things that we're yep. we're trying to, to uh, provide and make make available here at Mosaic. Um, because yeah, this is an awesome opportunity. So um so Obi Diaz says devotion time in the morning is foundational. Uh, Cameo says helpful for me has been starting off my day with a short devo sent out by the Connect team. So good job Carrie Waters, love that. Um, and Samantha and her team, that's awesome. Um, and also doing a a short Devo plan via the Bible app with my mom, sister, and brother. Both of these only take two to three minutes each, but it's a great way to start the day abiding uh, alone together. Um, Yara says, um, uh, she's talking about the to-do list. She says, I'm all about grace and flexibility. If it adds stress to your life, it's not worth it. So far, it's working out for my family. We're enjoying life in a different way. Um, Christina says we're watching a 30 minute episode of drive, drive through history, the gospels, um, uh, after dinner around five. So they're watching some Christ centered, uh, TV awesome. together. Uh, Don says I'm using the Sunday kids video from church, uh, as devotions nightly. So Katie is actually memorizing the lesson, uh, after six nights of hearing it, uh, and it's amazing. So she says thank you. That's awesome. Um, Heidi Shoemaker says, we have so many different personalities and dynamics with the seven of us. And uh, and some personalities that are equivalent of two to three people.
1: So a lot of big personalities in the room. She and said, by the way, Sydney, I already sent you a message yesterday. Sydney's uh, their youngest. Oh, and the she had a birthday, birthday. yesterday. Yeah. So Sydney, happy birthday again.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, Heidi said thank you for that, by the way. Anytime. Yeah. Um, so
0: and then Leslie, as she says, my family and I joined a free one-hour live stream called Christ in the Passover, um, and so they are doing that uh, now through Good Friday. So, which is pretty cool. That's but awesome. but yeah, so a lot of you guys are jumping in and taking advantage of of some really cool things that are out there, um, and something that we have uh, started jumping into here at Mosaic is something called Right Now Media. So yeah, so, so you know one of the one of that.
1: the things that that we recognize as a church um, is that shepherding right now caring for the people that call Mosaic home just looks very different. Yeah. So Carrie Water sending out the daily devotional for the Connect team is a great example of right. that. I don't know if you guys have noticed on uh, our Instagram and Facebook pages, those one-minute little devotionals that our staff have been filming that have been going out, just little moments to kind of catch you in between, just to kind of go, man, here it and is. The so gospel. All all of these things are... The ways that we recognize as a church team now uh, that are helpful in giving our people, all of you, us, my family, these little spaces to grab a hold of. But the longer this is stretched on, the more we've started discovering this. This time, like this, again, for for uh, the the larger population, not for some, but there's some time. So these little momentary things are kind of part of that vacation two weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, get you through the next two weeks. Here's a couple of devotions, a couple of this, a couple of that. But now that we're kind of going, okay, we've we've got we've gotten into the new rhythm now. I've, I know my day a little bit better, and I've got some time. We've been thinking a lot about what tools could we make available uh, to our congregation that could really give them. If you really want to spend some time, uh, you can really learning. And how do we? How could we vet some of those tools? And how can those tools cover a gamut of life experiences, whether personality differences or uh, life stage differences, single, married, with kids, without all that stuff. And um, men, women, Bible studies, what could we do? So we have been as a church uh, exploring Right Now Media for quite a while now. Uh, Amazing ministry. Over 20,000 videos on Right Now Media from Bible studies to children's uh, movies episodes and stuff in fact uh they i think there's six thousand individual children's episodes on that thing uh biblically based uh children's episodes incredible um video series for teens young adults adults men women marriages etc so we've been talking to right now media for a while because the way right now media works is that um uh, a, a church like ours, or a business or organization, um, might find value in uh, partnering with Right Now Media and making it available for their congregation. And that obviously comes with, uh, depending on the size of your organization, uh, like ours is very, very large. Um, it comes with a decision, a budget, budgetary decision. So we've been toying with that a lot. Like, man, is is it worth taking, investing that kind of resource? so that our congregation would have this available to them. And we kind of concluded that we think it is. I mean, the more we looked at right now, I mean, we were like, the resources on here are incredible. Mm-hmm. So we were planning actually sometime in the fall to uh, make that decision finally and then release it to our congregation. But all of this kind of expediated that decision. We're like, we now more than ever, we, we think it's really a great resource. So uh, the leadership team at Mosaic made the decision to do that, and I think last week, uh, we sent out the emails to as many of our congregation as we had emails for and started posting it on social media that uh, right now media is free and available to our congregation. Which, um, I don't think I realized what an incredible tool yeah. this thing was. It I'm really talking, is awesome. Like I, so, I, so here we are stuck at home. I've got in my home young adults and teenagers. So all my kids <laughs> are either teenagers or now in their early 20s. And then my wife and I. And so... We, are, we, we talked theoretically about this idea of uh, engaging with our teenagers in great discussions or, so, uh, you know, what videos can we find? Like, uh, I think somebody, Leslie, I think you said you're, you're watching some video series with the Passover stuff. And there were others that mentioned video series that they're doing, the, the historical journey through the Bible. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to find this stuff just randomly on Netflix or wherever. And you're not, never sure what you're going to get. And is it biblically based or not? And so what we did is we went through the Right Now Media stuff Uh, on our initial Mosaic page. We kind of vetted some initial things and said, here are some stuff we know is great. A lot of Right Now Media stuff is is fantastic, but we kind of even narrowed that down, come through it, um, and put a bunch of stuff out there for kids, for teens, for marriage, for men, for women, etc. So I started going through this stuff, and um, I was watching... Uh, Because especially for teenagers, I'm like, what could I show my teenagers? And then I thought to myself, this stuff's going to be cheesy. Because look, sometimes Christian stuff is cheesy. Mm. And I, as an adult, can get past that to be able to enjoy the content. But my teenagers, I need to capture their attention. I've been actually spending a lot of time processing, what do I want to take with me Mm -hmm. when we leave this normal and go back to the other normal? And what do I want to leave behind? Like maybe you would want to keep
0: six feet of distance between you and any other human being.
1: You and me, particularly. Especially, that's always a great opportunity to (laughs) to always stay away from Joel. But unfortunately, you can still hear me. Yeah, that's that's maybe a twelve foot, maybe a twelve foot distance would be good. But, um, you know, what things What things am I picking up along the way here that I'm suddenly going, this feels really good. Yeah. Like, this is really good for me. That evening walk that I'm taking that I usually sit and watch a sports game. Yeah. Gosh, what if I kept doing that? Or So I'm, I'm processing a lot of that. out. And this is one of the things is what does an in- investment look like? By the way, this is a total side note for those of you guys watching or that you're watching this post live. Or listening to the podcast. Um, or listening to the Well, if you're listening to the podcast, you won't notice this at all. This is only if you're watching. Okay so um we have when we do this thing multiple cameras set up because we have this amazing team watching and checking everything and i've been making the assumption that this camera back over here is the camera that is filming us so i've been wondering to myself the whole time how is joel seeing you all when he's looking through this cool light that we have that's up and looking why and and i was thinking why would keith set up a camera behind a light but Joel, and the whole time it's been this little camera right here. So when you look back at this now and you go, why is Renault always looking like at us, but not at us? Like sideways, like super weird. That's why. Wrong camera. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so just thought just thought I'd help you guys understand why I have felt so totally weird looking at you so deeply in the eye, but not. <laughs> now keith, do we am. have
0: one or two cameras working
1: right now we have
0: one yeah and it's we had zero for a little
1: bit we Oh, had, did we, we really had zero and, we're back up. Okay. and now we're back up with one but i think it's the right one but keith will let us know if i need to transition <laughs> to this one but i'm gonna stick here now you got to so, love technology that got super weird and changes you know and we've changes. been we've been having to change so many different Constantly. things uh with this uh our tech teams are pivoting second by second uh, it's, it's crazy. crazy like literally like moving from classroom to classroom with equipment but anyways all that to say Um, That I I do think that um, as we move into this space of the gift of time, all these resources that have been made available and are being made available over and over again, just like our entertainment industry is working tirelessly to say movies that were going to come out are now going to come out live stream or the ones that were going to come out later are going to come out earlier or we're going to make this available. So too, great ministries are doing the same thing. They are working tirelessly to make available stuff online that's never been available before. That's one of the things I found is like stuff that you'd have to pay for in the past, that suddenly it's like, Being this is just for offered for yeah. free for the next 30 days. Right. And, and the reason we don't utilize it is because we typically don't have time. Right. In this case, the reason we wouldn't utilize it is because we're filling our time with urgency brainless entertainment and what we're suggesting is it might be a good time now to step out of the urgency of product of productivity Mm -hmm. not stop that just back off a bit back off a bit of brainless entertainment and and take that extra back off space still do both of these but back off and add intentional what's available right now that i can pour in from a spiritual and emotional perspective yeah that would be really really good that's awesome so um, you know the Bible project, which we love they are on right now media as well mm-hmm. you can watch all those mm-hmm. veggie tales i 'm just saying uh go uh, i mean that is that is a going back right there all the Veggie Tales songs you can know them again or not, <laughs> but they're on there so a lot of lot of great stuff yeah uh, lots <laughs> of opportunities so uh, we hope that you guys will be more intentional um I would also just say this one last thing perhaps uh this is not so much based on intentional with material, but I know many of you like me, are probably zoomed out a bit. Um, Your human contact has felt fine for two, three weeks over a screen, but now you're sort of having that, like, I need a hug, you know, like that. So um, I would, I would say this, it's probably a good time now for many of you that are kind of in that space where, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm legitimately feeling like I'm going crazy. It's a good time now to think of intentional ways to connect with people that don't violate the reality of stay-at-home safety orders. So I'm going to give you an example, right? So we want to be careful with this because what we don't want to say is, hey, it's time to ignore the stay-at-home thing because you're going stir-crazy. What, what we are saying is I, I watched two people walking down the bike trail in Winter Garden, yep. beautiful afternoon, 4 p.m. I was driving through there, and these two people were walking, and they were walking on opposite sides of the bike path, together yeah. chatting. right? And I thought to myself, what a beautiful example of two people that are taking safety seriously. Yeah, They're still social distancing, but they are physically in proximity with one another, two friends chatting instead of over Zoom. So I just encourage you guys, find intentional ways to make some human contact that isn't over a screen without violating the safety protocols so that we don't spread this virus. Because if you don't for another three to four weeks, I think this feeling that everyone's starting to get, like, I'm, I'm starting to lose it. Fear is creeping in again. Other things is going to increase. So between some intentional spiritual engagement in some of these tools and some human contact that is safe but real, yeah. I think we could curb this rising, heightening feeling of, like, it's too much.
0: I'm losing it. One of the things I saw on Right Now Media, and I think it's brilliant. They're just—they're a really great organization. They're doing a good job. Um, is a uh, a resource called the Art of Neighboring. So it's a yeah. book that we've read yeah. as a staff, and, and we've done um, some teaching on. Um, and uh, man, it's 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 really really great. Just a, a a way to kind of think about how to utilize the relationships in your neighborhood very intentionally. And right now, when we're ordered to stay at home, I don't know if you've noticed this um, or if this has been true for you, but I've noticed that neighbors are out and about and they're much more willing to stop and have a chat because where else do we have to go and what else do we have to do? And so this is a a great gift of time and an opportunity that we have to uh, be a little bit more intentional with our neighbors and to see... Uh, what relationships we can strike and and how that might translate into gospel I mean, what, what does it look
1: like to be All walking down the street in your neighborhood? Uh, you see the family from three doors down walking down. Uh, we've done this multiple times in our neighborhood where we, we kind of are passing each other. And you're in that moment, like how far do you stay apart? Yeah. Or whatever. So we stop, we chat, we're six feet apart. We have a great chat. And I have now twice said, hey, when this thing's over, we really do need to, set up a time to grab some dinner together at the house where we don't have to social distance that's like, right yeah, yeah that's a great idea it's great and then like, hey text me a number and let's make sure we do that yeah and then to go home send a text out right away and say let's get that scheduled up for maybe june that way we we and then we can always move it if necessary those kinds of intentional human contact moments i think yeah. are really really big so yeah. um so yeah take the tools take the time take the reality in which we live those three things the tools the time and the reality in which we live and just start asking yourself how am i going to be intentional in making this my new normal for now until it changes instead mm-hmm. of saying it's a vacation two-week thing not vacate but you know, am say like it's a two-week buckle down heads down get through it like folks let's let's make this count yeah um in beautiful ways uh, yeah. because we can yeah i think it's
0: in colossians um i
1: Um, the best, uh, I can't believe he hasn't memorized where all the verses are yet <laughs> yeah it's Ephesians I, it's not even uh, uh, oh my gosh it's not even the uh, right book yeah it's Paul this is Paul. this is why so. this is why we're working so hard to disciple Joel I, I need it
0: <laughs> I need I need discipleship so
1: I sometimes get Old and New Testament wrong I think something's <laughs> in the New Testament <laughs> and I'm like oh that's Zechariah oh uh, yeah yeah whew.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, addresses are not always easy to remember. So um, so it's Paul, and he's, he's, he's talking about, you know, kind of thinking about how we live and being wise. Um, and he says this in, in uh, verse 15 of Ephesians 5, and I, this is going to be fun to preach, but uh, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Um, other translations says, make the most of the time. So I love that um, make the most of the time and make the most of the opportunity because with time comes opportunity. Yeah. Right. And, uh, this is one of those times. Yeah. They're dark days right now. I mean, yeah. as, as you're talking with people, I have a, a close friend of mine in, um, in Italy. He's our, our global partner in Italy. I was FaceTiming with him today and, um, they're on legit lockdown. Like yeah. they're not allowed outside yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, they can be on their balconies. And if they have to go to the grocery store, that is the, that is it. Um, so it's been really hard and they have, and there are people that, you know, in, in uh, Italy, it's much more widespread. Yeah. So there's a lot more, you know, and we're getting to that point where people that we know are going to contract this people, yeah. you know, and, and that sort of thing. And that may have already happened in, 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 in some cases. Um, but just recognizing these are dark
1: days in a lot of ways, but there is an opportunity that comes along with that. Yeah. Um, and so the, and the, the opportunity doesn't minimize that they're dark days. I think we sometimes do that. We're nervous to talk about the gift of this because somehow we feel like by talking about this as a gift, it diminishes the darkness of this. And it doesn't. Yeah. They are both true and present at the same time. And our opportunity in the darker times will look different than our opportunity in the gift that it gives us. What we're saying is ultimately that it's time to become intentional more than we have been, perhaps yeah. some of us were already, but many of us, were just, it's catching up with us. Now this like sense of like, when does this normalize? Yeah. And I would say, let's normalize it. Meaning yeah. let's take this new normal for as long as it exists and make it matter, make it count.
0: Mm.
1: So Very cool. So one, one last thing, uh, Monica says, thank
0: you for right now, media. Three heart emojis. I watched The Bible Project with my daughter. I'm also enjoying the series Every Good Gift by Ann Voskamp. Yeah, oh my gosh, Um, she's really good. I'm an avid reader, and this is another great way to engage in biblical teaching. So I love that you're taking advantage of that, Monica. That is. I hope uh, it's, it's really fun for you and Steve to jump into all that stuff. It's great. The other thing worth mentioning about Right Now Media
1: is you can throw it up on an Apple TV or... Download the the app onto Apple TV and then it's right there. Sign in once you've got your account and and, and jump right on it. You're going to watch it right on your TV.
0: There's uh, great biblical teachings by uh, pastors that we love and admire like Matt Chandler. Uh, So if you want somebody who's just a better preacher than Renault, Um, you know he's a great option for you he is indeed um, but anyway hey this is a great place for us to kind of bring this conversation to a close we love you guys praying for all of you as you're spread out for those of you who have uh, tons of time right now we're praying that you'll be able to utilize that in a wise way and make the most of the opportunity for those of you who are uh, living a a crazy um, life experience right now for those of you especially who are in the medical field or first responders we're praying for you guys as well we know that you are Uh, risking, um,
1: a lot to serve people.
0: Um, just be praying also
1: for our, um, PD departments. Um, what I was talking to one of my, uh, friends that is in the Winter Garden PD and he was saying that, um, domestic violence is rising and rising and rising day over day right now. So that's most of their calls. Um, and then burglaries, robberies, that kind of stuff in certain pockets uh, will increase because of the lack of resources. So they're kind of gearing up for some of the more like not so, uh, great stops where they're seeing some hard things. So between our medical frontliners and our police frontliners who are entering into spaces of yeah. emotionally difficult spaces, be praying. We are praying for you, be praying for them. Um, and, uh, and yeah, let's, let's make the most of time. Uh, the time that we have and make the most of the opportunities the ones that are afforded us whether we are busier than ever or less busy than ever yeah so
0: we love you guys and we'll catch you Ditto. next time lunch hour with now